When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It is now the second race in the round of 16. And all these playoff drivers hoping that they don't incur the wrath of this racetrack. Remember, every pressure opportunity, so opportunity for us to ride. Alex, great job at qualifying. Let's finish it off. Last week, of course, good point. Let's do that again this week here. Get a win if we can. The Hollywood Casino 400 is underway. Still at the bottom. You are clear. Clear. Alex Bowman, he will pull away and take the lead. Having a hard time being on the front end right now. So tight taking off. I've got absolutely no front tire. Caution. Calm, caution. They got it for equipment interference. God, bless it, man. We did this last time here. The restart will happen on lap number 31. Kevin Harvick will slide up and make contact with the outside wall. Caution, caution. Got the four in the fence on the front. God, wrong. Kevin Harvick, the right front is torn up on the race car. I can't tell what's broke. Is it the right front or the right rear? Yeah, all the right front suspensions are broke. Hang on, hang on. We got tire down, guys. We're hard on the wall. Tough break. Race leader Tyler Reddick, and he spins the car. Are you doing that, or is the car doing that? Can't steer it. It's all over the place. I'm going to crash this thing by going faster. Man, what a tough break. Go, go, go. Oh, 14, go. 14, 13. I told the 14 spotter. He said he told the 14, so I don't know what the f- happened there. Back into the green flag on lap number 71. Still there. Clear. Take it. Take it. Stage number one. That's in the books. Good job, man. Safe fuel. Christopher Bell picks up the stage win. Well, that was pathetic on my part. Sorry about that. We'll be okay. Stage one done. Getting ready for stage two. Great, great, great. Come on, brother. Boy, that guy. Really hairy. I mean, I was shocked we all didn't crash. Oh, you doing part two? Ricky Stenhouse Jr. up and into the outside wall. We got a pit. I ran over everything. They call this her equipment interference. I'm going to go tail. Uh, what? The left rear tire got in his way, and uh, that's interference. You have to give. I also had to go out and around a guy's leg from the box in front of me. I'll fight it after the race here. <laughs> ah, you'd have more luck shooting your foot and enjoying that. Back into the green flag on lap 114. Oh, we got trouble. Eric Amarola gets turned. Harrison Burton gets T-boned by Corey LaJoy. I have flat tires. My steering wheel is straight. It's right off the nose. I mean, we were in it before I could even hit the butt, you know? 45 laps to go. Stage number two. Green flag back in the air. Trouble turn number four. Kyle Busch goes for a spin. You're locked down. Cross the stock across the front track. Get rolling here. Right rear is down. Add Kyle Busch again to a playoff driver with problems. 
We're gonna lose a lap here. The worst restart of my career. Jesus. If you go right at the first restart zone, you'll catch up sleeping. Green flag goes back in the air. Bowman gets a jump on the drop of the green flag. That'll push him to the lead. Green and white checkered flag is in the air, and Alex Bowman will win stage number two. All right, nice work there. Green checker. A little tighter than I'd like to be. Got a number and a half, because when we get this lead, I'm going to need it. I'm definitely making a change. Boy, I'm so ugly. Yeah, simple. I'll just stop, boys. That's what I'm talking about right there. Let's get it, boys. Ready, green. Green flag goes back in the air. You got Byron, you got Bubba, and it's on. He's coming, you're good. Still there, bottom. Larson goes way at the track. Three by top, three by top. Bubba Wallace, the ultimate opportunist as Larson had to check up. All right, one more. Go get him. Another. How long until he pits? 30 left, 3 0. Oh, Yeah, I exits are a little too free. You got a little tight there. Just do your thing. What a car Bubba Wallace has here today. New race leader at Kansas is Bubba Wallace. You race your pace. Set sail. How y'all doing down there? Good? Yeah, yeah, we're pretty relaxed. Good, me too. You have a 2.3 second lead with 26 to go. Simple, I'm just cruising. I don't need updates. New second place machine, it's Denny Hamlin. 11's around the 20. He's got to keep the hammer down because Denny Hamlin is not that far back. He turned it up just a little bit. Still good. Hit your marks. Down to 1.3 seconds and lap traffic is in front of them. Just shoot him. Keep whipping it. White flag. Bubba Wallace looking to become the Kansas Speedway spoiler. They're by 15 here. No need to put these guys. Checker flag is in the air and Bubba Wallace wins at Kansas. What they go stay down, baby? Let's go! The rise of Bubba Wallace. So proud of you guys. Hell yeah! Welcome to TrackSmack here on TrackSmackRadio.com. Don Hall here with Mike Haig, of course, Mike from RacedaySA.com. And you heard it there in NASCAR's Radioactive. He got it done. I picked him till he won, and he finally won. Uh-huh. Bubba Wallace there with his second career win in the NASCAR Cup Series. Shutting down the haters, Mike. Got out of the car, did the shh. Yeah, he sure did. He looked good. Yes, he did. He really did, Don. And uh, congratulations to him. Congratulations to that team. And and I know they've really worked hard. And you know, he Denny was coming on strong there at the end. And uh, but uh, great to see that Bubba got the win. And what a great confidence booster and morale builder and everything else you want to say going forward now with with their program. I think this is great for Bubba. Great for the team. And um, I just love the. Love to see the, the. There were quite a few fans that were pretty pleased as well. He got a lot of a lot of cheering and everything. So I didn't uh, hear any boos this time. I mean, and yeah. I, you know, I mean, I really didn't. So, and what are you going to boo? I mean, you know, I mean, the the fact that he showed you that he. I don't know. I think everybody there was was really appreciative of what they saw, and and I think that they were sweating it like I was. Uh, Mike, I know I was messaging you and at the time you were in the car because your wife had yeah. to be at the airport or something. And I'm messaging you and I'm like, holy shit, this is going to come down to Denny and him. And Denny needs a win for the playoffs. Like, This is going to get ugly. Yeah, <laughs> and- I was 
picking Dixie up at the airport. And I was like, oh man, I'm not in front of the TV. I'm going to miss this. But luckily I was DVR and DVR, you know, recording it and stuff. And uh, so I was able to go back and see it, but um, I missed all the good stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It was a, it was, I was up jumping again, you know, knocking furniture out of the way and stuff. Cause I was going ape shit and screaming and hollering, but so exciting. So exciting. Uh, It was another good race exciting yeah. i don't know mike you're you're the stats man you've always got all the stuff tell me tell me about the race while we're while i'm calling it up here why don't we play the audio and hear the uh front straightaway interview with bubba when he got out of the car want to hear it okay. yeah let's do that let's do that real quick here we go uh, yeah! yeah that's right bubba wallace hard to victory lane held them off fast all day what does this mean to you Man, just uh, so proud of this team. So proud of the effort that they put in uh, each and every week. Um, just thankful for the opportunity, right? Uh, I took this this jump from an, from an idea two years ago from from a text from Denny. You know, before it all even happened, he was he was ready to get the deal done. And appreciate him, appreciate MJ, Curtis, Gene, every, everybody on that side of things, everybody at 2311, uh, men and women there. They, they worked their tails off and. Um, just so proud. Pit, pit crew was awesome today. We had one loose wheel and just, uh, just thankful. Thanks for the opportunity and thankful to shut the hell up for a lot of people. What does it mean to race as hard as you had to Right, the, the one at Talladega was a little bit different and then to have Denny chasing you at the end. Yeah. Um, I knew Denny was going to be strong and you know, that's, that's the things I look at is, is, is he wasn't that good at the beginning of the day. And he comes up and finishes P2. And that's that's what I want to start doing. We don't have the best days. It's capitalized on moments like that. So it's cool to beat the boss. Um, but, man, we were just lights out today once we got to the lead. And it was it was a lot of fun. You've been open with us in the past. You get anxious. Were you anxious all day? Were you ever anxious? Were you never anxious? No, it's, it's funny. I actually ran into my crew chief, old crew chief, Jerry Baxter, uh, after the truck race. And I texted him. I said, Jerry, I think it's going to be a good weekend. And so we called our shot just uh, – what a, what a really cool paint scheme as well in our Toyota Camry route. Uh, they've done a lot for me in my career in a short amount of time. And, and to uh, throw honor to our, uh, the people that we lost on 9-11 is uh, incredible. To put this in victory lane is uh, really cool. How did you stay focused? Uh, been doing this for a really long time. And um, I haven't won a race like that in a really long time. But just knowing uh, getting excited is going to mess you up. So it was just cool, calm, and collected. And here we are. Okay, you shushed some of the doubters. Do you want to say anything to the fans, your fans? Yeah, no. True fans that are out there, thank you guys. I love you. It's been a tough road. You guys are the best. And uh, let's keep this train rolling. Thank you. Bubba Wallace raced for it. He took it today at Kansas. And Don, that audio is courtesy of NASCAR, and you can find that on YouTube if anybody wants to go back and see the uh, the video part of it there. But uh the uh, he uh, led the final forty three laps of the of the race, and uh, Denny Hamlin was second. Chris Bell was third. Uh, I'll just go through the top ten real quick. Alex uh-huh. Bowen was fourth. Martin Truex Jr. finishes fifth. William Byron sixth. Ross Chastain had a seventh place finish. Kyle Larson was eighth. Ryan Blaney was ninth, and Daniel Suarez cracked the top ten there. Um, they had um, get this. <laughs> 16 different lead changes among 12 different drivers. Wow. That's amazing on a track like Kansas that that many people would, would take the lead in, in the race. And, and uh, so uh, I thought they had a, you know, I thought the race of Kansas turned out to be pretty good when I went back and looked at the highlights and everything. Um, 
and and went through the DVR, the recording I had and everything. But um, we're going to hear from Denny in a few minutes. And then uh, Bubba Wallace is the first black driver uh, to win two NASCAR races as well. So we had some comments about uh, that he had to say from a question from Bob Pockers. We'll play that here in just a second. Okay. Uh, Before we do, I was going to say, and I was trying to go back through my, my, tweets that I retweeted and it was so funny because he mentions mentions root and they tweeted out a couple of things I'll go find but my, one of the first ones that stood out to me was McDonald's uh tweets out uh bada bubba <laughs> you know their song bada and then uh Dr Pepper had I mean every one of his sponsors it was so cool were were coming on to Twitter and tw- root root insurance has Bubba and victory lane and it says hashtag new profile pick and it's his new it's him and victory lane uh, and then I was trying to see if I could find the one from Dr Pepper was was great but uh, I loved it I loved how all of the sponsors and stuff you know had come out and then of course there was uh, Kurt Bush did video watching it and cheering and stuff and you know and and i had forgotten that kurt and the 45 team had won at kansas earlier in the year so that was kind of cool yeah that was kind of cool they kind of booked in the the season there with the both both races there with the 23 11 getting victories and i saw multiple multiple guys uh athletes from different genres of sports uh messaging and congratulating him and uh one of the very first guys to do it scott mclaughlin there from um the IndyCar series was one of the drivers that I saw there, but uh, different athletes from different sports. It was just so amazing to, to see it all. And, and I was so happy that it, that it finally happened. And again, Mike, I will take total <clears throat> responsibility because I said, I was going to pick him till he won, just like I did Daniel Suarez. And both of them came through this season. <laughs> they sure did. They sure did. That was great. And, uh, I think uh, I think they heard you. I think they felt it. They felt the love coming. <laughs> I felt I found the Dr. Pepper tweet so that Dr. Pepper tweeted out something about the way Bubba Wallace looks in gold. Congrats on first place this weekend. So uh, really awesome stuff. So I love it. You can tell. I mean, his sponsors yeah. love him. Uh, so there you go. There we go. Well, let's hear from Denny. You know, Denny was in a we'll come back to Bubba's comment in a minute. Uh, with Bob Parker's, but I want to play Denny first because, uh, you know, he was in a predicament there at the end coming on strong. I mean, what do you do? I mean, that that's, do you, do you go down there and move Bubba out of the way? And, 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 you know, Denny wanted to win so he can get locked into the round of 12 um, guaranteed. But, um, but then too, that's your car that you own and, you know, he loves Bubba. And, and so uh, I would imagine that was kind of difficult for him. Um, you're damn if you do damn if you don't if you don't right. you know here's what denny had to say okay <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's a good overall day we, we you know just still frustrated about the first half of the race obviously just uh you know we just aren't executing all that well but uh you know got to thank uh acumatica for coming on and yeah uh, if you want to improve your business they they can help you do it so thank you for the coming on uh for kansas really happy for our 11 uh, Toyota team, uh, they, they fought hard. They, they really stepped up the, the last half. We made the car quite a bit better. Just uh, really happy about the, the outcome and really happy for uh, that 45 team and, and Bubba Wallace and, and Booty. You know, Bubba's just really worked hard on his craft and, you know, we, we've just given him fast race cars and now he's showing him what he's got. You could have caught him and you tried to pass him? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I nearly wrecked to try to 
catch him off before I, I got bad loose and hit the fence. But, you know, I was driving as hard as I could. I, I, nothing will ever come free uh, when you're driving for me. If you think that I'm going to let you in here, you better go get another job. So um, I'm proud of my team. Uh, great for Root Insurance as well. Uh, thanks for their support. Um, but, yeah, just what a great day for overall for Toyota. You can tell Danny Hamlin, range of emotions there, guys. Yeah, you could you could sense that in his voice. You know, yeah. he was happy, but he wasn't happy. Happy for Bubba, but not happy for himself. Well, because he's still not locked in, you know, and and he's realizing. Uh, let's go ahead and hear from uh, Bubba. Uh, Bob Pockers asked him a question. You know, he's the first driver, black driver in history to win two NASCAR races now. So here's what the, he had to say about that. Bob Pockers, Fox Sports. Bubba, you're the first black driver to win more than one cup race. I'm curious just what does that mean to you to set that historic um, mark? Yeah, I mean, it's it's incredible. Um, just makes you think back to when it all started 20 years ago and how we were just showing up to races and each and every weekend, uh, my dad would always look for uh, the stiffest competition to make us better. And uh, it was a lot of fun. And it actually reminds me of the conversation I had with Harvick uh, on the grid talking about Keelan, you know, being able to do his first uh, asphalt legend cars race and uh, how eye opening that was. And I remember, you know, showing up to these places for the first time and, and uh, just trying to be the best of the best. And so to, it all relates to that question. You just, you just want to show up and win and uh, whatever history comes in after that, it all settles in behind because there's no greater thing than winning winning. So I appreciate all the support from our fans and family and just, uh, just got to keep it going. And there you go. And I think he will keep it going. I think he's going to continue to do well this, this season. Um, as we go into these last, you know, what, eight races that are left now. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's a difficult situation. Those questions are going to come about. They, they always do. And Bubba has never shied away from, you know, and, and it's one more thing to give the haters because they're, oh, well, he's not, you know, he's only half black, whatever. Um, yeah. But the thing, you know, what's so stupid about it is, you know, they did it, they do it with Danica, they do it with what most of these guys are going to tell you and gals, you know, look, I'm just a driver. I'm a driver first, you know, I mean, the other stuff is, is, is secondary. But because of a lot of the positions that Bubba has, you know, had to uh, and things Bubba's had to deal with over the last few years, I think he understands and appreciates it even more now. Yeah, I think he does. And and he's definitely paid his dues, you know, um, Bubba has, you know, with all the, the issues and, you know, he does have, you know, anxiety issues and, and uh, there's a lot of things, demons and stuff that he's fighting in his head all the time, but to put all this together and, and to do it all. And like I told you off the air uh, before we started, it seems like, you know, the last, I don't know, maybe 10 races going into this, there's been a big turnaround change in, with this team. Yeah. You know, his, his finishes, instead of being in the, in the 20s, they've been in top 10 finishes. They've, they've really turned the corner, you might say. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And so, uh, and could be one of, of, a few here. We still got lots of races left where he's got definitely, uh, good chances at some good finishes. Yeah. And so, um, but regarding this race on a couple of things, you know, Harvick had an accident and he gets knocked out, um, finishes dead last, um, several others were involved in accidents too, but looking at the point standings, I just want to kind of go through this real quick because, we're at Bristol this week, and you know what? Any and everything happens there. Yeah. <laughs> but Chris yep. Bell is leading the standings right now. He's out front. Uh, William Byron is in second. Denny is in third. Logano is in fourth. Ryan Blaney, fifth. Alex Bowman, sixth. Chase Elliott, seventh. 
Kyle Larson, eighth. Ross Chastain, nine. Ninth, uh, Suarez is in 10th. Rhetoric's in 11th. Austin Cindric's in 12th. And then below the cut line right now is Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon, Chase Briscoe, and Harvick. And, you know, I know we're going to talk about Austin and Kyle with the Kyle getting the um, the ride over there. But those both those drivers are below the cut line right now. This is going to be interesting going into Bristol, what happens at this race, because some of these guys need the win to stay in. And so uh, we might see one hell of a drama filled race this this Saturday night. I was going to say, I'm I mean. I'm not surprised to see Austin Dillon below the cut line, but then I may end up eating my words. He may end up coming and winning Bristol. You <laughs> never know, <laughs> especially this season. And and Mike, I know you mentioned it. We, we will be talking. We're going to definitely talk about Bristol here in a little bit. And then uh, lots of news. Golly, there was so much stuff in the news this week, different breaking stories. We had schedule uh, change. We didn't even here. I, I come on the air with us and I don't even like preview the show because we were so excited about the bubble win that we just jumped into it. But we've got uh, our amazing friend, Doug Rice from the performance racing network wow. is going to be joining us here in a little bit. And I didn't even like pre-sell that at all, but yeah, Doug will come on with us here in a little bit. And we, we look forward to hopefully being able to ask him about a lot of these stories that broke. And then of course, Doug and them will have the call at Bristol. And then next week they come here to Texas and they'll have the call there as well. We had news about Texas this week. We've got there. There's so much. I mean, uh, Mike, I don't even know if you knew this or not, because we hadn't really even talked about it. Ford talked about, they're going to be debuting. Well, the actual company is debuting a new Mustang in 2024. And so they will be debuting a new NASCAR mustang as well in 2024 so we got all kinds of stuff like they're not even waiting tyler reddick and them set the bar now like no one's gonna wait anymore like okay 2024 let's just go ahead and get the news out in 2022 for 2020 (laughs) crazy do do we want to play the richard childers um audio yeah let's uh so i mean it was basically the press conference that we all knew was going to happen i mean it was the worst worst kept secret in in nascar but kyle bush did make they made it official he signs with rcr this week um he will be in the number eight car and which was very interesting considering some of the conversations that we had um over the last few weeks he will he is going to be paired with the current crew chief there of the number eight car and it was also announced that tyler reddick will stay with rcr through he uh, you know, because he, he was in a contract still through 2023, but he will be moved to a third car that they're, I guess, bringing in. No number has been announced on that yet. And no sponsorships have been announced on that yet. But uh, Richard said that it's fully funded or whatever, or fully committed or whatever, whatever the word he did. So anyway, it's going to be interesting to see. And we have some comments. Bob Pockers really tried to push him to get the information. So I think all three of these uh, audios, uh, were audios that um, files there that Bob asked these these questions here. So the first one here, he talks about the, are they really in it for the long haul? And here's what he had to say. You said that when you announced Dale that there were people thinking it wasn't going to last a year. Um, when we heard about this, <laughs> I maybe thought, well, I'm not sure if it's going to last a year with Kyle. What makes you confident that you guys can coexist? I'll tell you. Just sitting down talking to Kyle, 
there's no doubt in my mind that we will make a great team together for the long haul. And there you go. So they're in it to win it. I think they're yeah. not just a one year deal or anything. I think they're Richard sees this as a long-term thing. Like Kyle was with Joe Gibbs racing for 15 years. And that was, that's pretty, that's pretty long for a driver to stay with the team that long. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and I think, I think with, with Richard, there's room there to talk about and 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 again nothing has been announced yet on kbm motorsports um so we'll hear about what's going to happen with the truck series team that kyle owns um but uh, my understanding is that i think they're going to chevy's or they are yeah Yeah, um haven't worked out all the fine details yet but kyle did say that they are going to be with chevy and the biggest and kind of the biggest news, which he said he really wasn't even an issue, but they are all Chevy is like a hundred percent in on him being able to do the Indy 500 possibly next year. And so yeah. he's already talking with some teams, you know, possibly about trying to do that. And he said, it is something that he's definitely wanted to do. He watched his brother do it and he definitely wants to do it. So um, these are all things that I think were definite factors for, for Kyle and things that he, you know, wanted to do, and it just was never going to be attainable. I, I think Toyota was not having that at all. No. And can you imagine if, if, he did, if he did go over to the IndyCar series and run the Indy 500, how many tickets, I mean, they already sell them. They're already selling enough tickets to begin with to the Indy 500, but I mean, <laughs> that'd be that the, the price of that ticket would be worth a hell of a lot more. Kyle Busch was in that race, I, I think. Well, think about it. I mean, Kurt went over there, and Kurt ended up what with a, like a fifth place finish, I believe. Wasn't it like yeah. he was a top five? A lot of people will argue that Kyle is a better driver than Kurt. You know, we'll just have to see how that works out. But if there's ever a NASCAR driver that I want to see go over and try the IndyCar series, it would definitely be Kyle. Definitely. And and speaking of Kyle, you know being compared uh, to different, you know, like being able to run any car and everything. Um, Childress made an interesting comment about, he saw, he looks into Kyle's eyes. He sees Dale senior. And that was an interesting comment. So we've got, we got a small audio about that. Okay. Let's play Let's hear the audio. And then I'll, we'll discuss it. Okay. Here we go. Richard, you've been around the sport a long, long time. Worked with some of our biggest personalities. Uh, you can look over my shoulder. You can look on Glory Road. You're a Hall of Famer. You've worked with several Hall of Famers. So for Richard Childress Racing now, why Kyle Busch? You know, my question would be, why not? A driver has won two championships in the Cup Division, over 200 races in NASCAR. His credentials speaks well for himself. But when I was up there with Kyle and we first started talking and we talked about championships and we talked about winning races. I looked at him in his eye and I seen that look in Dale Earnhardt Sr.'s eye that he's hungry, we're gonna win. I've seen that look before and watching Kyle, I've, I've watched his talent for many years since he started in the Bush series and just how he handles the car the car control, the way he drives a car, and take no prisoner attitude. That's the Dale Earnhardt style that I was accustomed to racing with. And I think Kyle has that modern day style of racing that Dale Earnhardt had in his sound. 
And Don, what he said took a lot of people by surprise, I think, you know, that was just like a standout comment and quote from that press conference for well, sure. And I mean, they were best friends, you know, so, but it's funny, Mike, because it's not the first time that we've heard that. I mean, lots of people have compared Kyle to Dale senior, you know, in the past and his driving his just how aggressive he is and stuff on the, on the, on the track. I, there was a lot of people, of course, that Earnhardt fans that weren't ha- happy to hear that was, you know, <laughs> the comparison a lot of times because of the junior and Kyle Busch thing. But um, speaking of that, before the announcement was made a couple of days before <laughs> Dell Jr., I don't know if you saw it on Twitter, but he had tweeted out and it was in all emojis, but basically it was Bush. He made a Bush, <laughs> but he said Bush. And it was like the arrow going to um, oh eight. And then, um, but he was doing all of this in pictures, but the thing was, and then, oh, and then it was like, and somebody else was going to 23 or not to 23, but they were going to, uh, he put 36 basketballs. Um, I mean, he was like doing all this, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, so, you know, people were trying to figure it out. And a lot of people thought that it was going to be Kurt Busch. Or, or that Kyle was going to be going to 2311 and that uh, that's what they all thought was going to be happening. So I don't know. It was just, it was so, and that Kurt was going to go over to RCR or something. I don't know, but it, it was just funny because he was tweeting out all these things, but it was in all emojis <laughs> and stirring <laughs> the pot. So um, that's funny. Good stuff. And the other thing I want to point out that I've got some audio on was Tyler rhetoric, you know, after, so when this is, was announced, that Kyle would be going into the number eight. Everyone's like, okay, well, what, what about Tyler? What's he going to do? Where's he going? What car is he going to be in? Is he going to be back? Are you going to drop him? The, the media really started to put some, you know, pressure questions on Richard Childress. So here's what Bob Pockers asked. And this is what Childress said about Tyler. I mean, why not just take a couple, whatever a buyout could be for Tyler and let him go early. We're, we're, Right now, our plans is to race, and the conversations I've had—that's where they're that we're at. Right now, our plans are. And he didn't that, say where to race. Yeah. So interesting. Might be racing at the local short track. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, Mike. You know, we've heard quite a few interesting things, you know, behind the scenes and stuff, and so I think that there was a lot, a lot of uh. I, you know, this deal wasn't, in my opinion, wasn't just about, I think Kyle, it being Kyle is a bonus, you know, Kyle being the guy that was out there and available to grab was a bonus, but I think there was bigger fish to fry with how things oh, yeah. went down with this. Yeah. And the way they announced it, you know, we, we, you know, I've talked about that before. I thought it was very unprofessional, but with the way that uh, Denny and, and 2311, did the announcement the way they did and, and Richard not even knowing. And to me, you just don't do something like that for a man of his stature and everything and his credibility and, and the success that he's had in NASCAR I'm talking about Richard Childress um, that was not handled right. And, you know, to me, if you want to go to another team, do the right thing, man up, you know, go in and tell them, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. Um, be honest and, and if he lets you go right then and there and then he lets you go but don't do him like that when he's you know supported you 
and it's counting on you and sign you to a contract. You know, um, I just think Tyler made a big mistake and I think he burned a bridge that he shouldn't have burned. Yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to talk to Doug Rice about that see what he thinks. Because the whole thing was it, it, it just the timing of it. <laughs> everything was just so weird. Um, so there, I just wonder, you know, like you said, if there was maybe more behind the scenes that we don't know, you know, and we never will. So, um, the, the funniest thing, okay. To me, the two coolest things to come out of the press conference was the, he, he, Richard Childress gave Brexton a envelope and it was a, what's the word I'm looking for? Not a contract, but, um, Oh, I can't even think of the word I'm looking for, how he phrased it. But basically it was, oh, an option. It was an option for, yeah. for Brexton to, to drive for Richard Childress racing at a later date or something, which was cute. And immediately, you know, the girl in me, I'm, I'm thinking of a young Dylan Hart Jr. with the, the contract on the napkin that he got from Rick Hendrick back in the day. And so uh, that just made me think of that. But uh, the, the funniest part of the press conference, though, was kyle bush getting a watch (laughs) he got a watch from richard childers which i mean for folks that you know may not remember back at the the, those two got into it got into a physical altercation if you don't and didn't it it broke richard's watch or something like that if i'm not mistaken or how did that i i don't remember what the whole story was with the watch but it that was something about that during that fight yeah it definitely was and uh you know um when you think about all this, Don, you know, the media, one of, and one of them, again, I got to go back to Bob Pockers here. Um, you know, they weren't buying this all season long that, you know, that the fact that it took so long to, to get this contract, you know, signed or let me back up, rephrase this. I'm talking about not buying into Kyle, not knowing where he was going to go um, or to return to Joe Gibbs racing because, you know, from the very beginning, when all this got announced, when Mars Candy dropped the sponsorship, we pretty much knew right there that's going to doom Kyle Busch and Joe Gibbs unless they come up with another sponsor. And with Ty Gibbs sitting in, in, in on the sidelines waiting to be moved up the cup, I mean, he's done really well in the Xfinity Series, and it's a no-brainer that, it, that Joe Gibbs is going to put his grandson in that 18 car. And, and Kyle hasn't done that great the last couple of years. You know, he has – scored some victories, but he hasn't been the dominant driver in the cup series that he has in the past. And, and so Bob asked him the question about, you know, Joe Gibbs deal. So here it's kind of interesting to see what, what Kyle had to say. So let me go ahead and play it. How in the world do you not get something done with Joe Gibbs? I mean, that just seems, you know, at the start of the year, we knew M&M's was leaving, but it was like, oh, okay. Like, I don't think many people envisioned this happening nine years nine months ago i only thing i can say to that is it didn't happen um apparently they've got other irons in the fire um maybe other sponsors for other drivers and that's the road they're going down other irons in the fire and the other i'll tell you what that iron is that iron is named ty gibbs i think it was pretty much a done deal when mars got out and they saw the opportunity let's move we have it to be announced but um I think they've got some good sponsors for Ty lined up that they'll announce pretty soon. But I think, Don, it was a done deal, and, and uh, writing was on the wall, and uh, it was just a matter of where Kyle Busch was going to wind up. And when the Tyler Rhetoric thing went down, I think RCR was the perfect fit. So, Yeah, I agree. It, yeah. The whole thing, the whole situation, like I said, it, 
it, none of it made sense from the get go, you know, and, and I understand, you know, Philippe kind of told us a few weeks back that, you know, it's hard sometimes for these guys that have had long-term sponsors to get a sponsor after a long-term sponsorship deal is gone. Um, I get that, especially one that's with that kind of clout, you know, you're going to be pl- paying premium dollar uh, to, to have that, but you would think they would be beating down the door for a guy like Kyle Bush, but I still, and, and I know that, you know, we had asked Philippe and stuff this one, one time before, but I still wonder, and, and I, I heard Kyle talk about it too, but I still wonder if some of Kyle's antics haven't discouraged some sponsors from paying well, premium top dollar yeah. for him. Yeah. He does some dumb things. Sometimes he's, he's, he's got a little temper and he's uh, immature at times. He's done some things like when he parked the car and jumped out of it and just stormed off and left the car, you know, right there at the <laughs> you know, stuff like that. You know, um, he's just some of the faces that he's made in front of the camera and just acting stupid sometimes, you know, right. when, he, when he doesn't get his way or when he's mad, you know. Right. It's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out, though. Um, yeah. And and it'll be it'll be here before, you know, we don't have to wait till 2024. <laughs> We get to figure it, see what's going to go down next season um, when they're on the same team together. So that's going to be interesting. But I tell you, I am happy and that we get to talk to Doug Rice tonight. Oh yeah. I mean, cause that was a thing too, Mike, is we had that, we had uh schedule change or mm-hmm. not schedule change, but the new schedule for next season uh, came out and there wasn't a whole lot of, of shakeup and stuff. And we'll, we'll, we're, gonna talk to Doug about some of those things because he's on the road he'll he'll tell us you know if it's a big deal or not but you know we we got the North Wilkesboro news earlier in the week and stuff and you know yeah, we all-star race being moved right but one of the things that did come out of this Mike is um we found out here at Texas that we'll have one race at Texas Motor Speedway for next season only um they'll be at Coda up in Austin but Texas Motor Speedway fans fear not because IndyCar signed on for for another yeah. season. So we're going to have IndyCar um, there that weekend that will have, what, the trucks as well? Trucks. I think it's the first and second of April. The trucks are on on, on a Friday Friday, and then the uh, or is it Saturday, Sunday? I can't remember to look at the schedule, but it might be a Saturday, Sunday deal. Okay. But they're they're back to back. One's on one day and one's on the other. And then we have the cup in the um, Xfinity in the playoffs right around the same time. It's in toward the end of September. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm, you know, again, it's, it's going to be interesting because we've never gone this early. Usually God, we used to be in November. Remember? I mean, we were the second to the last race of the season. So we yeah. would go in November. You, It was usually the first weekend of November because it was hunting season would kick yeah. off as well. Then they bumped it up into October. It was Texas, Phoenix and Homestead. Mm-hmm. That yeah. order. And then so, it went Texas, then it went Texas Homestead, didn't it? Yep. And then, then they moved it up. No, Texas Phoenix, I think, yeah. one year. Then they moved it. Like you said, they moved it to October, so it was much earlier. Yeah, and so, but we've never done this in September, or even though it's the end of September, it's actually going to be my birthday week. So uh, I'm pretty stoked about that. But um, Mike, you know, it. 
we'll talk i mean we'll we'll discuss more with the indycar stuff here in just a little bit but just i don't even know where to start with when uh with doug uh but he's here so should we go ahead and bring him on bring him on all right. Well, Mike, of course, we are super stoked once again to have our amazing friend, Doug Rice from the Performance Racing Network, joining us from just outside, not too far outside of Bristol. But, you know, that's the thing about Bristol is there's really nowhere to stay in Bristol unless you're camping. There's not very many hotels and stuff. So, Doug, tell us again, where where's your abode? Well, I'm in I'm at Abington, Virginia. Lovely little town, great restaurants, nice people. Uh, we used to stay in Johnson City until they just gouged us to death at a hotel there, and and we bailed. So we're a little bit further away, but it's a wonderful little town. Mike, I'm not sure if you remember, um, and and Doug, I don't even know if you know this or not, but I know when I drove through there a few months ago, uh, when I made my road trip to Virginia to go see my son, uh, we drove through Bristol, and we were a week too early but they got a casino now that just opened down the road well, there i i just left there it's a um it's going to soon be a hard rock okay they're okay. building a hard rock casino but they have opened a temporary casino in what used to be a mall i would imagine and uh i i profited three dollars so i feel like um, I was down all my money. I want it back and I was three up and I said, you know what? It's time to go. Yep. <laughs> Cash it <laughs> out. <That's right>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I walked out with more than I walked in with. Well, perfect. Well, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. So good job. I'm, I'm happy for you, Mike. Where do we even start? My gosh. I mean, if, if there wow. was ever anything, you know, usually we have one or two topics to talk about with Doug. And, you know, I thought coming into this week, it's going to be all it'd be about Bubba and it'd be about Eric Jones and how these two have just really shaken up what's going to happen, what what's probably going to transpire at Bristol. It's going to be crazy because, you know, there's no one except for who did I tell you that was locked in uh, Bell, Christopher Bell. Christopher yeah. Bell. Yeah. So he's the only one locked in and that's locked in on points because you've got these non-playoff guys now coming away with the victories. And Doug, I was telling Mike, wouldn't it be ironic <laughs> to quote? Don't Atlanta you think? Point? Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I had to go there. I, 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 of course you did. <laughs> you know, we all, I think back to the year that Ryan Newman ended up in second place, finishing the season in second. And remember he went in the playoffs and he hadn't won a race in the regular season. And all the haters were, how can he be in the playoffs? This is the problem with the playoffs. You know, he never won a race. I, I mean, it's a long shot. It's probably not going to happen, but OMG, what would happen if we go through an entire playoffs and not one playoff driver wins a race, wouldn't that be kind of cool? <laughs> well, you know, I, I was doing the list of drivers that I think legitimately can win. I don't think they will, but there are enough drivers left that haven't won that that scenario you just laid out could happen. Let's see this. Christopher Busher, he's not won. Michael McDowell hasn't won a race. True. Obviously, uh, you know, Truex and Blaney haven't won races. Uh, they they all could win. Brad Keselowski's not won. So that gives you five out of the next eight that could be won by drivers that haven't won races. And there's probably a couple of more in there that maybe are a little bit more of a stretch, but it absent Cole Custer's not won, and he's a past winner. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. could win. He could win at Bristol this weekend or at Talladega. So right there, seven drivers that have not won. Mm-hmm. 
I and just that, that have a shot. And and maybe, you know, AJ Allmendinger wins at the Roval. There so there you go. go. Yeah. And that's why. And then I was saying Justin Haley, you could throw him in at, at Talladega, you know, I mean, he's right. So well. Or even at Texas on these larger yep. tracks, you know, you just, it, it's been an amazing season. So, uh, yes. you know, let's, let's really quick. Well, since we've discussed this, let's, let's do a little Bristol preview. What you think we need to be watching for? What some key things you guys there at PRN are going to be focusing on for this race this weekend? Well, I, I think you have to look at Kevin Harvick. He's 16th coming in, and he's pretty much in a must-win deal. Too many weird things would have to happen for him to point his way in. So he's a guy that's won up here. He's won, I think, twice here. So he's he's a go-for-broke guy. So that, to me, is going to be a very interesting story. I think a lot of these guys, like your, your Blaney's and your Chase Elliott's, that are kind of in the middle I really think they're going to play it safe, try to grab some stage points and point their way in. Uh, I, I don't think unless you're in that bottom four right there next to them that you're you're going crazy to try to win this. I, I think you're, you're looking at how can I get stage points? How can I sort of uh, back my way into the next phase? I just wanted to talk about, you know, Eric Jones and Bubba, you know, the fact that the last couple of weeks when we've seen them, well, we've seen them really make a, a surge here in the second part of the season here uh, since the summer hit, I think uh, the summer races in, and then they uh, both score victories. I mean, um, it's, what do you think Doug about just the amazing thing that they were able to pull off the last? I think there's two great stories and I'm glad they got to pay them off. Uh, Eric Jones has been getting better incrementally. I feel like most of the year. He's a pretty good driver, by the way. Yeah. I don't know how good the stuff is from Petty GMS. Yeah. Uh, for Bubba, I think Bubba had to get his head clear. And I, I like him. I think he's got talent. But I think after they made the changes on the crew and they said, okay, we believe in you. We're going to move people around. I believe in the last 10 races, he has um, averaged about 9.8 a finish. That's pretty decent, guys. That's really, really yeah. good. And he's had a runner-up, a third place, and a win during that run. Uh, so I, I think for Bubba, it's all about the space between his ears. And if he's got that cleaned up and he's believing in himself, I really think he's positioning himself for a run next year. I said at the end of last year and the start of this year, I felt like for them to feel valid, they had to make the playoffs. Well, they didn't do that, but they 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 they're now part of the story and that's good for them yeah and i imagine it's also a great confidence booster for for both he and his team to get a victory like this well absolutely it is now those guys know they can go to the racetrack and they've got a shot they've got an opportunity to do well and that that means all the world and he can believe in himself now yet you realize there's only been 28 drivers in the history of the sport that have won two races. It's not that easy to win two of these. He's one of those guys. And there's only a, and, and he's in pretty good company with current drivers. Yeah. You know, we talk, we throw names around. Like I mentioned, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He has two wins. Tyler Reddick. He's the hottest thing in NASCAR. How many wins does he have? Two. <laughs> Ross Chastain, second hottest thing. He has two wins. So he's joined some pretty good company there. The guy that's the only driver that has qualified for the playoffs, Christopher Bell, two wins. Bubba Wallace, two wins. Mm-hmm. So he's he's 
I'm not saying he's elite, but that's that's a separation from being a guy that has one win. I think what you're saying is is he's he's where we a lot of us thought he would be because we've we've believed that he has the talent to be at this level to be where he is we've seen it we've seen it in the truck series we saw him you know when he when he was confident and I told Mike last week um that I thought the move by by 2311 moving him to the 45 car I thought was brilliant because I mean of course you know they they want to go for that owner's championship but I thought in the end for for his head it's it's a great momentum thing to say look we're we're instilling this in you you know we're putting this on yeah. you you've got to race this as if you were in the playoffs yourself but you're racing for us right now for this chi- you know for this title and I thought that, that I, I, I agree point. with you Don that's exactly what I thought this is a nice confidence builder he's responded well don't let up keep this going I mean you're not going to make the playoffs but you could win another race you uh, you can set the bar much higher going into next year you know of course we all we we knew everyone kind of already knew the Kyle Busch news before it broke nowadays social media runs everything I don't even know why they have press conferences there's really kind of no point but we got the you know yes this is what the situation is now uh, behind the scenes, Doug, there's been a lot of talk and, you know, Mike and I have, have heard some things from, from some folks and you can either yay or nay it. But I think that there are some things on the surface that look pretty obvious. And one of the things that we had kind of been told that behind the scenes, RCR was not going to let Kyle Busch get away. And it and it didn't necessarily come down to because Kyle Busch is Kyle Busch and had so much talent is it came down to the situation sucked the way that it went down. They were pissed off and they were tired of Toyota waltzing in and stealing drivers as well from, because several big name drivers have been stolen by Toyota over the years. And so this was going to be a way to kind of like, "Mm." (laughs) and, and, and in the end, it's like you get Kyle Busch, which is a bonus, but I was just telling Mike before you joined us, you know, while everything looks kumbaya to me, the kumbaya thing would have been, okay, Tyler, you're still in the eight car and you still have your crew chief and stuff, but Oh no, Tyler's uh, it's, it's, you're going to a different car. You know, Kyle's going in your, in the eight, he's getting your crew chief. And like Mike was just saying, Oh, and we don't even know if there's sponsorship yet for that other car that Tyler's supposed to be driving next season. (laughs) There's a lot going on there. And I, I don't think that story's fully written yet. Um, I still won't be surprised right now. Richard Childress has all the cards, mm-hmm. all of them. He can put Tyler Reddick on ice for a year. He could mm-hmm. all of a sudden be demoted to the R and D driver. Okay. He's not, he's not going to go out of his way to help him. If yeah. the things that I have heard about how it went down and I have no reason to believe they're not true. Richard had almost zero notice that Tyler was leaving to go to 2311 racing. Yeah. For a guy like Richard Childress, that's not how you do things. You come to him and say, hey, I've got this offer. I want to go. Can you counter? Can you do something? Yeah. And uh, But to just come up and say, hey, I'm out. See you later, Pops. That doesn't fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, Doug, I thought the announcement, the way they announced it, was very un- unprofessional, so to speak. You know, with the with, For 2311? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I just I, – I, the way they went about that – I, I didn't like it. I think Denny kind of owed Richard that as a fellow car owner and a, a guy that's been a pillar of this sport. You don't hijack his driver without giving him a heads up. And a year away. Yeah. You know, and Richard's very old school about that. 
So he might. Richard may be just mad enough about this that he just puts Tyler Reddick on ice for a year. Now, or he could wait at 23-11, comes back and sweetens the deal and says, hey, we'd really like to get him. What will it take to get him over here? Mm-hmm. And then that way, you know, whatever changes hands between – and this is all speculative, but I, 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 part of me feels for Tyler Reddick because I think he's a young guy that made a big mistake in the way they went about leaving Childress. Mm-hmm. But part of me goes, dude, you, you did this to yourself. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, I mean, under the surface and stuff, you know, we've, we've heard things in the past too about a little resentment there, which I wouldn't be mad at Tyler Reddick if there was resentment, you know, there, because I, I feel like the attention and, and everything has always been on the focus has been on that three car when it shouldn't have been, it should have been on the eight car. And, and in my opinion, I think he's the better driver of the two. And so maybe there was a little resentment there or something, but still, like you said, it's just not the way you handle, you handle business. You don't burn bridges because you never know when you're going to have to be back, you know, or, or when you need that position back. I think Kyle Busch knows going over there, he is automatically the number one guy. He's mm-hmm. got 60 wins, two titles. Uh, that outranks Austin Dillon's four wins. But for Tyler Reddick, it, at one level or another, he was never going to be the number one guy because it, Austin's grandfather runs the operation. You know, it, yeah. it's a family team. So there, there's a lot there. I also think Kyle Busch was not happy with whatever they offered him at Joe Gibbs Racing. He might not even been back in the 18. They might have changed numbers on him again. And and here again, that nepotism thing creeps into it. Mm -hmm. Ty Gibbs is sitting over here in the corner going, Grandpa, I'm ready to go. And, you know, and this sport's like every other sport. What have you done for me lately? Right. And, you know, I lately – Kyle Busch has not knocked down the gates. Last couple of years, he's gotten one. He had yeah. two wins last year. He's got one this year. Right. So um, a lot of things going on there. I think it's probably, I think the big winner in this, though, is Chevrolet and RCR, at least in the short run. Yeah, I do too. And Doug, I, I also think that not only is it a big winner for them, but I think this could be a huge confidence booster and 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 good thing for Austin Dillon as well, having Kyle Busch as a teammate. Oh, I don't think it hurts. I don't think he's ever had anybody there that could coach him up a little bit. Kyle Busch is pretty good at coaching. You look at his truck teams, they're doing pretty good. Right. And I I think he, I think there's some things in Kyle Busch that on the surface we don't see. I I agree with you. I think this is, this is going to be good for Austin in the long run. I think Austin Dillon will be the general manager of Richard Childress racing in five years. You hear it in his voice. It's already there. He's already, I mean, he's the reason that Kyle Busch is there now. Right, right. Well, and with that said, Doug, I mean, I know that some of the talk that Kyle had been saying over the past few weeks too, is that he was also looking towards the future, which his future is Brexton and, and looking to where, you know, he really wants, he said he'd like to race until Brexton's, you know, there and then maybe race a little bit so he could race his son and then move on. Um, I know that for some people, they'll say, Don, you're silly. It was just a feel good story, um, you know, with Richard doing the little thing with Brexton. But all I could think of is I could think of a young Dale 
Jr. sitting there with that napkin from uh, Rick Hendrick and, and all these years later, him bringing that up at their contract yeah. meeting. Well, remember when you signed me that contract? And so, you know, stranger things can happen. And, and I think it was just. All right, I'm, I'm going to go in that other camp that you mentioned. Don, you're being silly. That's a feel good story. <laughs> I, I think that has nothing to do with anything. I think that was to humanize Richard Childress and Kyle Bush. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's just me. That's I, 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 I truly do. And, and I think to me, it's kind of pushing the envelope. Brexton's what? Seven, eight. Yeah. And a yeah. long way to go. There's a lot of girlfriends and, and, <laughs> and math classes and everything between him being a professional race car driver. I mean, he may wake up when he's 12 and go, I don't want to do this. Yeah. You're, you know, you're right. I'm going to go run a bank. <laughs> or you can go the opposite way, Doug, and hear the way that these kids are getting younger and younger. You know, you never know. Maybe by 16 now they might be able to be professional. So Hell, by 16, he could be cup champion. You know, I don't know. I mean, I, I do know that that is one of the biggest things and I've been at this for way too long that every year, part of it is because I get older, but every year the people up front winning races are younger and younger. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, and Doug, I mean, you know, the new schedule came out and, you know, it, it's so funny because Mike and I had our theories, which once again, they got blown to hell in a handbasket <laughs> well, or maybe not. We don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, I was sitting here thinking when I saw that the news cup schedule, well, actually that we said this last week when we got the news about North Wilkesboro getting the, the, um, all-star race. And I told him, I didn't see that on the radar. I saw, I saw other tracks, but I didn't see that. And I don't know that anybody really did for sure either, you know, themselves, but with that said, what I saw immediately in my eyes is because at the time we had not heard IndyCar coming back to Texas yet either. That was sprung on us here at the last minute. So I immediately go to this thought of, well, that gives plenty of time to blow up Texas, you know, especially if there's only going to be one race there. That's plenty of time to, to blow it up after this race and repave because we're getting a lot of rumors up, up around this area that that's getting ready to happen. And like I told Mike, I'm, you would know better than me there was, you know, being an SMI guy, but I cannot see this facility. They've sunk in a bunch of money now into doing this bar thing that they're going to unveil this, this or next week. Um, but we're only down to one race and Doug, I can tell you, and I hate to say this, but I went online today uh, curious because I wanted to buy tickets for my family to come. And there are so many tickets available. It's whatever I want to pick. And that just scares me. It really does. Well, <laughs> I, I I, Texas, they need a good race this next week. Mm-hmm. There needs to be a race there that's memorable. I cannot, and I broadcast every NASCAR cup race ever held there, every lap of every one. The place hasn't done, it, 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 it doesn't have a boatload of memories. Uh, the, the best races that have been there have been the open wheel races. I mean, you had the one year that Elliot Sadler outdueled Casey Kane, I believe it was. And a, a cup, a, a handful of races that really made a mark. Yeah. Um, and I, I, that's the company I work for. I would not be shocked. I have no insider information that there isn't some kind of construction, reprofiling, whatever you want to call it. I mean, they did it at Atlanta Motor Speedway. And I feel like they turned that place into just 
an awesome racetrack. Right. The two races I've I, the two races that I've done in Atlanta this year, I feel like have been two of the best races I've ever seen in my life. I know not a lot of people, not everybody likes that kind of restricted pack type racing. I think it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I I prefer that over. Oh look, Kevin Harvick's leading by eight and a half seconds. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you 100 percent there. I thought the Atlanta races were awesome this year. You know, I don't I don't know, but I I I will not be surprised if in the not too distant future we hear something that's dumb. They're not gonna it's not gonna be turned into a retail outlet, you know. Right. Yeah. It's, well, it, 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 it's going to stay a racetrack, but I think to stay a racetrack and be good, you've got to, you, you know, I think I can say this with some sensibility that the product has to be good. You got to have a reason, a compelling reason for people to buy tickets. Yeah, Doug, you're right. And then there's a plenty, there's plenty of time between the end of this. Uh, when, once this race is over until the, uh, uh, the NASCAR truck series and the uh, Indy cars are there in the very beginning of April, I believe April 1st and 2nd. Yeah. And I mean, they're, they're rebuilding North Wilkesboro and about the same time. And that's going to be a project. I, I was up there for the race that junior ran and the two weeks before when Ryan Newman ran in the modified, they got a lot of work to do in that place and, and it, they'll get it done. Uh, I think they're going to construct from the inside out, work on, building the infrastructure inside the track make sure you got places to park haulers garages working bathrooms a scoreboard and then the last thing they're going to do is work on the fan amenities because the people that were up there the eighteen thousand that came up there to watch junior run they didn't care if they had to use a porta potty (laughs) no i mean they were it was the nostalgia and it was junior so yeah um, now with that said because you did mention that you you've called every race that's ever been there at texas uh nascar races and stuff so if you if doug rice had his say on what kind of track texas could could be would you want to keep it a cookie cutter would you want to go sure i i say okay let me give you my idea and you tell me what you think shoot it down feel free I feel like there's plenty of room out there, um, plenty of facility area to expand. I say go big. It's Texas. Make Texas the largest super speedway. Make it bigger than Daytona, Daytona or Talladega. Make it the biggest track and the fastest track. And, you you know, you sell the whole Texas thing like that. Make it. De- uh, I'm scared of them doing an Atlanta thing because I just I don't want them to keep doing the same tracks you know i no, i i i get that i mean that's what everybody you know what i heard when charlotte did the roval now there'll be eight more rolls no uh (laughs) charlotte spent a lot of money and and you know that place looks like a purpose-built racetrack when you go there for roval sundays it looks like a formula one track that's Uh what our management wanted they didn't want stacks of tires and look like something that was at the county fair i think that's the same thing you want at texas there's so much infrastructure around there. I like your idea, Dawn, but I think with the fact that you've got suites and a speedway club and all these other things, I think that would be probably not impossible. Uh, you know, we you never say, say that. We you, either do th- you either do that or if I, if you know, if you hand me a blank piece of paper, I'm going to figure out how to make it a really, really super uh, one mile or three quarter mile high bank racetrack. Okay. We were saying to pay homage to Texas world speedway is what we kind of thought is like, you know, maybe it's the second coming of Texas world speedway. You know, I, I don't, I don't know where 
the heritage of that track comes in. I never went to that track, but I, I remember, you know, following races there. I think that was pre-television when they were racing at, at Texas World. But it's obvious, and I'm not speaking ill of the company that I work for, that, that they need to do something there because you got it. You're, you're in a, what, nine million people live within, what, yeah. 30 minutes of there? Some yeah. some crazy number. And you need you need a few more of those nine million to show up. Yeah. yeah, and it's a big TV market and everything, too. Yeah, it is. Hey, Doug, uh, besides the race at Texas, what do you think about the rest of the NASCAR schedule for 2023, the way the races are laid out? I I, I was pretty pleased with what I saw for, them, for I, the most part. It, there wasn't a lot of wholesale changes. I mean, the two big changes were the one we talked about, the all-star race going to North Wilkesboro, which I think is simply brilliant. I just I, I really do. And. All of that came together in about a month, by the way. That hasn't been percolating for a long time. So that got done in about a month. Um, The Chicago street course, everybody hold off on saying that's going to be awful. That's all I heard when we announced the road course at Charlotte. Oh, it's terrible. Why are they going to do that? It'd be awful. And now it's one of the cooler races of the year, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So for all the naysayers, give it a shot. If they go there and race and it's awful, then you can say we told you so. But let's let's race there first. I I didn't feel like the schedule was shook up that much this year. One thing I would love to see going down the road is move that last race of the year. I'm not the biggest Phoenix Speedway fan. I'm just not. I know other people think it's great. That's good. I I I'd like to see that last race float around. Where yeah. we, oh, okay, so float different tracks every year. Yes. Yeah, I just I don't think it needs to be just let's go race at Phoenix. I there are other tracks. I and you could go you could go to California Speedway and finish it up. You could go to Texas Speedway and whatever they do there, or you know, or bounce it back down to Homestead or Atlanta. The the last race of the season for years, for decades, was at Atlanta Motor Speedway, and you know, I remember for if, years if global warming such a thing, you don't have to worry about it being cold anywhere. <laughs> well, sorry that was totally uncalled for no, i remember though there for a long time people always saying that they always felt that we start at daytona we should end at daytona well that, I, I they kind of do in the sense that the last regular season race is at daytona which i really like i do yeah. too i, I love that, i love that i thought that brought a lot of excitement into the uh oh it does mike you're absolutely yeah. right it does it makes yeah. that event you it hold is, that event it, it used to be Richmond, but Richmond used to race well. Richmond doesn't yeah. race well anymore. Mm-mm. Hasn't for years. Yeah, and as much as I hate to see Texas lose a second cup race, uh, I, I still am pretty happy about the fact that they're at Coda because I think that race has turned into a pretty good event. That race this past year was pretty pretty dynamic. I mean, you had you had three different leaders within three seconds time on the last lap. I, 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 how does it get any more competitive than that? I don't know. <laughs> that's great. pretty much. That's pretty much though. You could say that about just about every race this season, minus Texas and a, what Martinsville, 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 <laughs> yeah. and and two Richmond races. I did the second Richmond race was better, but I I feel like for the most part this year we've had good product. It's not you can't say well the racing stinks. Blah, blah, blah. It doesn't. Yeah, you're going to have a couple of clunkers, but I, I feel like for, for what people want, 
and what I think people want, it's been pretty dr- dynamic. And you're seeing it in the stands. Yeah. People are coming yeah, back. You're seeing, you know, I, I think we've had four sellout races this year. Coca-Cola 600 was sold out. Daytona 500. Uh, there's been a couple more. I'm sure Phoenix will be sold out. I'm curious to see what we'll see. I know their ticket sales are up at Bristol this weekend. I know that for fact. Good. Yeah. And Doug, just real quick, um, you know, with 18 different winners this year, this car has been a home run hit for, for NASCAR. And uh, I, I, my prediction with the rest of the playoff races is that I think we're going to see some dynamic uh, finishes and some great competition these last. The car has been from a competitive standpoint, an absolute home run grand slam insert your sports cliche here it's it's been terrific they they, there are still some safety concerns i think they've got to address immediately uh the car is more rigid the impact goes to the driver more i talked we talked to all 16 of the playoff drivers about that and they all said the same thing that that when you hit in this car it hits harder so that's got to be addressed I, i i i there are people infinitely smarter than I am that can figure out how to do that. So I think that will be a thing that will be addressed and will happen. Uh, so I'm not, I'm not terribly worried about that, to be honest. All right. Well, my last question for you, Doug, is, um, you know, coming into the playoffs, I told Mike, and A, because I'm just not happy with, with what I was hearing, but I, I feel like the media, we've really kind of hyped up the Ross Chastain thing. I, I'm, I'm over it. I'm like, okay, really? Come on. I mean, the guy, as long as he's within 20 feet of somebody, it's, oh God, you know, what did Ross do? Um, but coming into it, it's like every person that was interviewed in the pre- playoff interviews it was about ross and what if i'm gonna pay him back or you know what do i think now because of bubba and eric at least in this first round i kind of feel like don't you think that (laughs) everybody worrying about ross is kind of like that that's the least of what they need to be worried about right now and they need to be focused on themselves and not what ross is doing or not doing i'm I'm glad to hear you say that don i i got tired of that too uh he's not the antichrist okay uh He's an aggressive driver. Some of the other drivers don't like him. He doesn't want to be, he doesn't want to pledge the frat. Yep. He's an independent. He doesn't care to have a big house on Lake Norman and have a, have a, a million and a half dollar motor coach and all of the things that it seems like most of the other drivers want to do. And he'll say that. I don't care. I don't want, I, I don't need them to be my buddies. I want to go out and win races. I think he has more personality than almost every driver in the garage. And I think that's created a little jealousy. Has he been a little over aggressive at times? Yeah. Yeah, he has. And I think he's probably learned from that. But I think this, this demonization of him has been way over the top and, and unfair at times. I mean, like you said, if he's, if he's on the same back stretch and there's a wreck, oh, well, it was Ross Chastain. If he didn't hit him, he was thinking about hitting him. <laughs> and and I, it's, it's not been a good look, I feel like, for some of the other people. I like Ross. I think he's a breath of fresh air. I think he's good for the game. And, and I, I wish him a lot of luck. I hope, I hope he's part of the final four. Yeah, me, you you know, and, 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 and there's not one of these other people, not one of them, that hasn't dumped other drivers at hey. some time or another. That's Denny Hamlin. Kyle Bush has made a career out of it. 
Mm-hmm. Chase Elliott's roughed people up. He gets criticized back. So they've all done it. Well, they've <laughs> all done it. And and but but I think part of the resentment from him is that, like I said, he's not in the frat, and these guys don't like that. And he and Mike and I talked about it all year and he's winning. So it, like, in my opinion, what made me the maddest, Doug, is it's not like he's a rookie. He's driven like this his entire career. I yeah. mean, he did it in the tr- in the cups or in the trucks. He did it in Xfinity. Junior talked about the fact that when he was living with or, you know, living at Junior's house that he would tell him, hey, dude, come on, you're costing my team a lot of money. Stop wrecking us or whatever. But and he, he drove like that last year as well. well just, he wasn't I- winning. That was the I think the thing that he has to learn now. I said all that to say this. The <laughs> thing he's got to learn now is he doesn't have to drive quite that aggressive. Right. Yeah. Before, when you're in grade B equipment, yeah, you have to do that. He's not. His stuff is as good as anybody else's out there. So I think maybe he's got to he's got to learn in his mind that okay, I don't I don't have to push it the first third of the race. I've got a car good enough that I can win this without moving people out of the way. Good. And he doesn't have to apologize if something, if he does, that's what a- a- aggravates me. It's like, okay, you know, like you just said, I mean, if he does it deliberately, okay, I get that. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, they all drive aggressively. So uh, yeah. going to let you go. I know it's going to be a late night, but first before I do and I'm totally stirring the pot here, but it's because I took crap last week from Mike Haig and Philippe Lopez, both A&M guys. Congratulations yeah. to your Appalachian State there. <laughs> Appalachian State put on a show. I watched every second of that game. You know, here's, here's for me being an App State graduate. Uh, we go to Texas A&M. They've got 100,000 people. They hold they hold a big pep rally the night before, and they talk all the smack about us and call us hillbillies, and we've only got two teeth and all this junk. And, you know, the number one recruiting class in America, and they got spanked. Yes, they did. They, they got spanked. <laughs> they got eight first downs. App had 22 app out, doubled them in, in every measure. We should have won the game by more than what we did. I'm getting a little haughty now. So I, right. I don't care. We're never playing Texas A&M again. So <laughs> that's okay. We're 1-0, and, and they, uh, you know, I, it was a great win. And we not only did all of that, but they were going to get college game day in College Station this Saturday. You know where game day is now? It's in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> at Appalachian State. That's Take what's that, going Mike on there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's happened there, Mike. Sorry. Not I know. sorry. I know. You know. They, they look really good. They got a good good program right now. Yeah, they do. They have uh, the they last do. couple of seasons, though. Well, yeah. I, 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 apps, apps, you know, if they were in a bigger market, people would know about them. I mean, literally, they're in Boone, North Carolina. Most people, it, 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 you would think, they might have because it's a tourist town. Know about it? They don't. But um, you know, don't stub your toe this weekend when you play Troy. Here's the here's the other irony. It tells you between big time and not big time. Appalachian is hosting College Game Day on ESPN. Three hour lead in show. Get great. The actual game is on at three thirty in the afternoon, and it's on ESPN Plus. <laughs> All glory is fleeting. Yeah. You better have a good Wi-Fi connection or you're not watching the Mountaineers. Yeah. 
Well, and here I am stirring the pot and my team lost, but I don't care. We, we, we came out and played amazing against Alabama. I was, I was really worried. I, I thought I watched that game and, and, and the two, two or three plays go another way. Texas wins that one. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, Doug, hey. my, my son goes to Baylor and he, they played BYU and that, that wasn't the double overtime. Baylor lost that game. So I, I, I lost on two, two fronts this past weekend. <laughs> I'm, I'm used to losing a lot. So I'm, I'm all about that. No, you lost on three fronts because then our Cowboys got shellacked oh. too. They look like the only team in the NFL not score a touchdown week one. Yeah, but I then know. I'd say that I'm an Atlanta Falcons fan. They blew a 16 point fourth quarter lead. It's a thing. And, and Atlanta let go of Julio Jones. And so he's the one that burned us. <laughs> The whole game too. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh. But anyway, oh well. It's gonna be a long season for me as a cowboy fan. Yeah. I already know that. So Doug, we will see you next week. And all uh, right. We look right. forward to it. I'll find you in the media center. Yes, okay. sir. You better. And uh for folks, make sure you're listening to Doug and the gang uh PRN this week for all of the stuff at Bristol. Y'all are gonna be You can hear us on the the PRN app if you want to tune us in that way, or you know, Sirius or your local radio station. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, guys. Mike, Don, be good. Thanks for having me. Fun stuff. We unpack so much stuff. I don't even know where to, like, (laughs) my brain is just like. Yeah. And what I love talking about Doug or talking to Doug about things is he has so much insight and Mm -hmm. and opinion. And and he explains it in a way that, yeah, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't see it that way. He really is a great guy and full of knowledge and very well-respected in NASCAR. And, you know, drivers, fans, and everything that he does. He's doesn't pull punches. He'll tell you if he likes, you know, like somebody, doesn't like them. You yeah. know, <laughs> that's what I like. It's like, don't sit and, you know, try, kiss ass is the word I'm looking for. You know, you don't have to kiss NASCAR's ass. You don't have to kiss driver's ass. Say it. Just put it out there, you know, and and, and that's what you get with Doug. And, and that's why we've always loved him. And I'm sorry, Mike, that I had to uh, take a little shot there at the end, but um you know i just had to <laughs> well i'll tell you what though he um that team that he he likes you know appalachian state they they're looking good this year they they are they are and they they definitely deserve the the, the win there so uh but hey um any car finish up their season at laguna seca and willpower comes out as the champion and he um has one win five this season had one win five poles and New Garden was second, very disappointed to hunt, um, five wins this year. And then Scott um, Dixon ended up in third. He had two wins and one pole. So uh, the point standings were close. Uh, Power ended up with 560 points, and then New Garden 544, and then Scott Dixon 521. That's how close it was there in the final race. And, and so we have Will Power. Getting the championship, I think this is number two for him. Uh-huh. That's what I was going to ask you. I th- I th- I think it is number two. And um, you know, he was he was kind of quiet this year. Like, like I said, only one win, and 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 uh, but he was there every race. You know, he was you know making podium finishes or cracking the top five, and he just stayed in the hunt. There were like five guys going into that race that could have come out as the uh, champion, and Will Power pulled it off in that Chevy. So. Congratulations to him. And we have some audio. You want to hear what he had to say? Absolutely. Okay. So here's Will Power at the, at the press conference. What a great weekend all around, you know, 
couldn't really enjoy the pole yesterday because I was so focused on the race, but um, a lot of, a lot of stress, a lot of stress this weekend, not really any other, I was pretty, pretty calm all, all year. You know, once I got in the car and we started rolling, it was fine, but um, a bit sketchy in the middle of the race. Like I was digging. How, how, nerve, how nerve wracking, how deep. Yeah. I was yeah. just like, I got to give everything I can. I can't lose any positions here. Um, and the car was, uh, the tires, it was, yeah, it was interesting. That's, you know, some sets of tires are really good. Some were uh, not quite so good. So a bit of a difference there, but, uh, yep. Mentally drained. Um, couldn't show the sort of emotion that I showed when I won the 500, but it's been like a long journey over the year. So I think it's pretty fitting that we just did another solid day, you know, just a, a sort of long game day. Like today, that's just been the story of our year. Coming in, of course, you knew, hey, if I finish on the podium, we got the championship. The Polo goes by you. Joseph goes by you. Yeah. You're sitting on the bubble right there. Yes. That, is that where the nerves started to kick that in That was the bit? nerves were coming in because, you know, Joseph and I were on the same tires and he pulled a 12-second gap, yeah. which just blew my mind. Then the next set of tires, suddenly I was actually quicker than him. So, you know, it was a bit confusing to me because I just figured he was on reds, but he wasn't. So, um, yeah, car came alive in the last stint, no problem. And, and Don, um, Alex uh, Pelot ends up getting the victory in that race. Newgarden was second. Willpower was third. And that's what he was talking about there at the end, you know, when they went by him there. Felix Rosenquist was fourth. Christian Lungard fifth. And then six through uh, ten was Scott McLaughlin, Roman Grosjean. Pato Award, Marcus Erickson, and Alexander Rossi rounds out the top 10. And so their season is, is over. And um, we learned, again, that they're coming back to Texas next year. So I'm real excited about that. And I think they're um, – I don't know if they've released the full schedule for next year or not. But if not, they're, it's, it's expected really soon. So I need to get on there and look and see if, if they've released the 23, um, 2023 schedule. Yeah, I don't think that they have. I was looking at it or I was looking for it. It's so funny because I didn't see a story really on it on IndyCar site, but they have the Kyle Busch possibly racing the Indy 500 as one of their top stories on the IndyCar site. So, um, Mike, really quick when it comes to willpower, too, I like, you know, again, one of my favorite willpower moments is. Uh, the double bird that he shoots to the oh, yeah. to the tower at that one race. And I always think of it was Tony Kanaan. Tony Kanaan had wrecked early in that race. So him and his um, PR guy had went back then. Angry birds was like a big thing. And so they put angry bird oh, emoji things on it. Well, of course, now on Bus Brothers, which is Scott McLaughlin and um, and Joseph Newgarden show, they whenever they do taste testing the food snacks and stuff for Scotty's sweets or whatever it is that he he does, they give it either goats um, or sheep or something. It's sheep that they give <laughs> like four or five sheep is, you know, is really good. Or double bird is really bad and they'll show willpower's double bird. So now it's like funny because, you know, now that's going to be like the big meme is, you know, willpower is a two-time NTT IndyCar Series champion. So you can do the double birds for one for each championship title. So <laughs> that's great. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. 
but yeah, I'm I'm excited for I Will Power is great. He's he's a great guy. We always feel like there's a little bit of a Texas connection there. His wife, of course, is from Plano, Texas, right over here, uh, just a couple miles oh. down the road from me up here in this area. So he definitely has that Texas connection there. So yeah. he had a pretty good season this year. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. And Mike, uh, is there any NHRA news and stuff that we need to talk about? Well, they're in the uh, countdown now, and uh, the uh, Pep Boys NHRA Nationals are this weekend. This is a really neat track. It's in Redding, Redding, Pennsylvania, and it's called Maple Maple Grove Raceway. Real beautiful little uh, area with a lot of trees and kind of really in the heart of Pennsylvania, you might say. And that race is going to be this weekend through uh, Sunday, and uh, final rounds are on Sunday. And um, and we had Antron Brown winning this uh this last race uh, that they had at the uh and he spoke before congress by the way wow did he yeah, he did the other day um they had a on um it's on uh taking you know regular cars and making race cars out of them with the environmental protection agency and everything there's a lot of restrictions and stuff that they want to put on motorsports mm. they really want to clamp down on on fuel and what they're doing and so there's the racers have really come together because they're really worried that they're not going to be able to race their cars, you know, in certain places. And this this closed down tracks. It's it's a long story to get into, but he spoke before the um, like committee uh, uh, house. Uh, I don't know if it was a joint session or if it was just a house committee, uh, but he spoke. Uh, he and several other people, um, agencies and everything like that, spoke about different things about the environment and everything and his was on racing and the concern they have for motorsports going forward you know with all the restrictions that they want to put in place so well i'll have to go and check that out because i i did not know that um or i hadn't seen that so yeah, that's they, if you go to youtube they have the uh antron's testimony and everything and what he had to say it was really really personal he really personalized it you know because he his kids are racing now and junior directors and he grew up you know how important it was and he talked about the number of when a when a series like the nhra comes to town to a place you know the amount of money that comes in from you know buying food uh hotels rental cars um what it does he the impact that it has to the um, area ec- economically and everything. And he talked about that. He talked about all the people that make parts and sell parts and trailers. And, you know, it really impacts a lot of people, tires and everything. And you start putting a bunch of restrictions and cuts. You're putting a bunch of people out of, out of, out of work, hmm. you know, who have, who have, you know, mom and pop operations that have, been you know going on for for years that are successful but if they they can't do this and that then they get shut down and so it's um it's really uh kind of eye-opening and shocking uh some of the stuff that he had to say that really made sense so go by and go go to youtube and check it out sometime yeah definitely well and you know mike it's interesting because you mentioned restrictions and stuff and what as, as soon as you mentioned that it triggered one other story and not even for the same reason, but one story that we didn't get to ask Doug about, it had to do with the schedule for, for next year and stuff as well. Um, but I'm thinking restrictions and immediately California comes to mind because there's been a lot of talk in California about 
restrictions on with uh, electric vehicles or they're wanting to go to electric and that kind of thing, which made me think of Auto Club Speedway. The next year will be the last race there at Auto Club on the two mile track. Um, they are moving ahead so that as soon as they race that final race, they will shut down and get in there and bulldoze it down. And they're going to make that short track out, out there. So that's going to be a very interesting thing to go from this huge two mile to a, to a short track. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see what the, how the short track turns out, but you have to wonder, you know, going back to this Antron thing, you know, they want Antron wants them not having restrictions on motorsports and stuff. So with the strict uh, laws out in California, this puts the, the race at the Coliseum in, in jeopardy at some point down the road. Plus, you know, the auto club is going to spend all this money building this track. And, you know, what if they can't run the cars that they're currently running on there? I mean, electric cars, we're not ready for that in NASCAR yet. So, well, we're not, but they are, I mean, there is a lot of stuff that they are working on and it is something that they are eventually going to, to look into going to. And I think Mike, that that's where you start to also look at other manufacturers who are wanting to get into the sport. You you've heard the news and stuff in the past guys like Honda and others. Um, I think that's when you're going to start seeing those other manufacturers coming in, um, I think it's when you start to see other, uh, some of manufacturers that we haven't seen in a while come back like Dodge. Um, yeah. you know, it was announced just a couple of weeks ago that, you know, Dodge will no longer be making the, the challengers and stuff the way that they have in the past, you know, they're changing it up. So they're going to be yeah. going with more of a hybrid kind of, uh, you know, deal with it. So, um, you know, Hey, as somebody that now has not just one, but two hybrid cars and my son has a, a Tesla, you know, I, I'm telling you, I see the benefits. I, I can see either way. I mean, I have a hybrid. So, yes, I still, you know, fill up with fuel. Um, but I'm definitely, you know, one that wants to try and 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 make my impact on this earth, my footprint less, you know, I'm trying to do my part into trying to help keep this planet going. And and I don't, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for, but you know, things are evolving and it'll be interesting to see, but I don't see motorsports going anywhere. They'll figure out a way, you know, they'll, they'll work and get, get past it or we'll, you know, transition to a new and, um, you know, cleaner engine and cleaner fuel, you know, fuel and stuff like that. And we'll, and, it is what it is, you know, what, what can we do? And in the end, it's, while it is our enjoyment, it is our pleasure. It is, I, I think you have to look at it. And, and I, I, again, I have to go listen to what Antron said, but it reminds me of something that Philippe Lopez told us last week about when we were discussing the changes with NASCAR this year with the new car. And we were talking about the fear of job losses, you know, because there wasn't going to be that many positions. And then what did Philippe tell us that, while yeah, there was some there was some positions cut, but there was even more positions that opened up and new positions that people got moved to or shuffled to things that they didn't even know that they needed at the time. So, you know, there's a lot of doom and gloom kind of stuff, but at the same time, you know, there's also going to open up this whole new avenue of stuff where there could be more jobs that come out of it. Or we just don't know, you know, Mike, we just don't know. And I, I, it's always that fear of the unknown. I think it just, I, I hate living by fear. 
I don't know about yeah. you. Um, the uh, NHRA has tried uh, electric dragsters. Um, Don Garlitz, the uh, famous uh, drag racer, he's been experimenting with uh, electric uh, dragster out there in Florida. <laughs> it's going a couple hundred miles an hour, but it, it just doesn't have the pizzazz, the, the, the sound. Uh, it's yeah. not. And in drag racing, you know, that's what you want. And And the concern is, is, it's going to change the sport to the point where it's going to run people off and doom the sport. So, you know, who knows They they have to make some major changes. Yeah. At what they have right now, what they're, what they're working on, you know, so who knows? Well, or if not, they just change the schedule and they don't go to those areas, you know, which that's going to suck, but those areas won't get, you know, the races and they'll go where the races can be raced. Yeah. So, um, yeah. or hell, how many times have you heard one of these like little freaking Honda Civics, you know, zipping through town oh, and they've yeah. got this big old ass muffler thing on the back of it to make it sound like it's, you know, just do that. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Cause I, I know nothing when it comes to. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You've got this little car that yeah. sounds like a mosquito otherwise. And then all of a sudden, you know, you put one of those big old things on the back on the tailpipe or whatever. And, then it's got like <laughs> yeah rumbles yeah so all right mike well bristol do or die for the first round who you got what's your who your picks uh, i'm going kyle bush for the win ah I hell no i gotta go change wins, stays in i think uh a long shot's gonna be um uh let me see i'm gonna go ryan blaney because you know blaney uh Still needs a victory. I mean, he got the one the All Star race at Texas, but that didn't count. So, mm-hmm. a really, really long shot. I'm going to go uh, this week. I'm going to go. Um, we're at Bristol. Let's see. I'm going to go Bubba Wallace. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Bubba. All right. Well, I, I had I had initially picked Kyle as well, but I'm okay. changing it because I don't like to pick the same people you pick. Yeah. Um. So I'll go. And my God, it's such a toss up. I mean, there's so many people to choose from, but I'm going to say Denny Hamlin then this week gonna be uh, my second pick okay we'll see there we go we compromise um my second my second pick will be joey logano okay um and then my really long shot i'm gonna say christopher bell here well yeah um i don't know but we'll see i don't have to pick bub anymore he won <laughs> so, so now, you gotta, now you gotta pick another guy yeah well i'll let you pick him finally you know you can have him this week i'm gonna give him to you this week Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, that's our picks. It's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out Saturday night at Bristol. So Bristol night. Not race. This is one of the good ones and stuff. So hopefully fingers crossed because we haven't seen. And that's something else we didn't even talk to Doug about. We have not seen this car on the asphalt at Bristol. We saw it at dirt. So God, please don't let us have a Martinsville kind of deal or a Richmond. We want like we want to see the Bristol that we have, you know, that we used to see all the time. And, yeah. God, I, I think we're, I think we're, we're going to see that, Don. I think we're going to have a really good race. So. All right. Well, from your mouth to God's ears. <laughs> is that how it is? Or it's from your lips to God's ears, isn't it? Something like that. Like that. Yeah. From your vocal cords. <laughs> I said it. Please let us have a good race. race. All right. Well, Mike, anything else uh, going on this weekend for you? No, I'm just, you know, 
looking forward to some more college football. Uh, Baylor plays uh, Texas State, and Aggies play Miami, and I'm not sure who Texas plays. Oh, is it UTSA? Yeah, which is kind of, I mean, I'm a Longhorn fan first and foremost, but, you know, there's a part of me that, you know, I I pay attention to the Roadrunners. I went to the very first game, the very first UTSA game. In fact, I have a T-shirt still somewhere around here, Mike. It's my favorite T-shirt. Uh, it was, we all warm to the very first game. It says still undefeated. <laughs> That's cause we yeah. hadn't played a game yet. Um, with, with the birds up, but, um, yeah. So, yeah, that's going to be an interesting thing because UTSA football has been really good over the last couple of years. Yeah, um, I would not be surprised if they don't pull off a victory. And they're coming. My my understanding, they play at the Alamo Dome, don't they? Um, I'm not sure. I gotta go look. Because they played last week. Texas played at home last week against Alabama. So I think they play in San Antonio. Um, but let me let me go look and see. You know, and, and again, you just wonder if Texas coming off of that weekend, you know, they, they had a quarterback injury happen. Um, so I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. Let's see UTSA at Texas. No, they're playing in Austin again. Um, September 17th, 7 PM. So yeah, and Texas guy. And then the following week it's tech. They play at Tech, and then the following week after that, they play West Virginia at Texas. So, yeah. Texas, it gets it gets good. It gets good. So, and then y'all got Arkansas next week, and I'm up here in Arlington. Yeah. <laughs> or, or as Craig likes to call it, Arkansas. And I think Baylor's going the next week's going to West Virginia. I think it is. So. Mm. Um. The big Big Twelve conference is good, and and you know, the Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC after this year, and it, college football is it's it's really good. It's a lot of fun. So it is, it is a lot of fun. And Mike, because you're a, for, a former English teacher, why is it that Kansas is Kansas, but Arkansas is Arkansas, and not Arkansas? Um, <laughs> don't even start on that I'm just asking craig asked me and i didn't know how to explain that to him because it doesn't make any sense at all so i think it's just the way that people say it so should we say our kansas we probably should or should we call kansas what is it kansas law <laughs> i don't know no, it's not all right i'm done i'm tired <laughs> i'm starting to talk gibberish now <laughs> When we digress to that, it's time to shut shut it yeah. down. <laughs> it was time to shut it down about 20 minutes ago. So, <laughs> all right. I look forward to seeing you next weekend. We I'll be there. Be in Texas. Uh, we'll, we'll get some stuff. So we'll have an early show next week. Um, yeah. We'll do an early sh- preview show, and then we'll put on some stuff from out at Texas Motor Speedway as well. That's good. I'll bring the, the equipment and stuff. Hell, that means we're going to be busy. Yeah. All right. So look forward to us having a show. Probably I would say no later than Wednesday. We should have a show out. Okay. All right, guys. We'll have yourselves a great weekend. Enjoy Bristol and we'll talk with you soon.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.